Hello everyone, my name is Major, and welcome to episode number 8 of The Heat Code. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about the loss on Wednesday night to the Phoenix Suns. And before we jump into it, I just want to say you have two options to go about this loss. Number one, you could say that this loss means everything in the world and that the Heat are going to be terrible in the playoffs and lose in the first round again. Or number two, you can acknowledge that this is an anomaly and that this should never happen again and that Heat are still the best team in the East and they will be A-OK. I personally am always going to choose option number two this year. Not only because I do have maximum faith in this team and I do not think that we will continue to have these performances, but the first time we played the Suns, we beat them by 23. In this game, they beat us by 21. And if my math is correct, that means we've scored two more points than them in our season series. And in no way does that mean we are the better team or that we are for sure going to beat them in the playoffs, but it is an indication that we beat them just as bad as they beat us. So if you're getting down on it and on the heat now and saying that we can't do anything, you better have said the same exact thing about the Suns after we thumped them. And with that being said, let's get into the game notes. The final score to Wednesday's game ended up being 111 to 90. And in a game where we only scored 90 points, the offense was nowhere near our biggest concern. Our defense was absolutely atrocious, and I hope we never play defense like that again for the rest of the year and honestly for the rest of all time. This team prides themselves on defense, and they have a top five defense in the NBA. And if you watch that game, you would think they had a bottom five defense in the NBA. They were not covering their man. They were getting wide open layups the whole game, just giving them up. Didn't even seem like they knew where their man was half the time. Transition defense. They would sometimes stop the ball or sometimes just stare at the ball and kind of act like they were doing something, but not really doing anything of any significance. So overall, I just thought this was a massive throwaway game, especially on defense. Um, We cannot play like that ever again if we have hopes of winning a championship. But that's just sometimes how it goes. Um, Not making any excuses for it, but hopefully we can learn from this game. Don't harp too much on it, and we can move on. And then on offense, the only player that I thought did their role was Duncan Robinson. He was 6 for 11 on threes, and any time he's shooting over 50% from threes, especially with 10-plus shot attempts, it's really hard to fault him for any offensive struggles. He was also our leading scorer with just 22 points. So once again, he did his part on offense. Another player you can give credit to for a little bit of Duncan Robinson's success was P.J. Tucker. All of his early threes were off P.J. Tucker's screens, so he does get a little bit of my respect for helping Duncan get open and get going. But at the end of the day, Duncan Robinson has to make those shots, and he did. In a game without Jimmy Butler, there are three players that I feel like need to step up more than they did in Wednesday's game. We're going to talk about those three players in the order of which I think were most disappointing to least disappointing. 
Number one is going to be Bam Adebayo. Now, if you just look at the box score, you'll see he actually ended up with a pretty decent stat line. 17 points on 7-11 shooting, 6 rebounds and 5 assists. He did throw 4 turnovers, though, so I think he does need to take better control of the ball, especially without Jimmy Butler on the floor. So my issue is not with Bam's stats. I don't really care about stats. It's all about how you play and how you get those stats. Bam just did not seem himself, and that was my biggest issue with him. He seemed to lack the energy and motor that we've all began to love through him on the defensive end. And his rebounds were kind of evident of that. Now, some of the reasons he did not get rebounds was because how Phoenix was making him play defense. They were bringing him away from the basket and having P.J. Tucker and the other forwards try to compete for the rebounds against Aiton. But typically, even whenever Bam has to play more defense on the perimeter, he still gets some rebounds. So I do think that is somewhat evident of his lack of energy. And now I do want to preface this was not throughout the whole game. There were times where Bam had good energy and was attacking. He just overall seemed outside the flow of the game. So that is why he was my most disappointing player without Jimmy Butler. And for the second most disappointing player, I keep going back and forth between who should I put number two and who should fall to three. But I decided I'm going to put Kyle Lowry at number two. And I am going to say this is a really weird person to be upset with with his game. This is because on the offensive end, in other games, I would take this 10 out of 10 times because he filled his role on the team in most nights. He dished out 10 assists to only three turnovers. So he was setting up other players to get good open looks while taking care of the ball. That's his main role on offense. Two, he did also grab a good number of rebounds for a guard. So he finished with five rebounds. I'll take that any day with Kyle Lowry as well. But in a game where it's evident that we needed more from him, specifically in the scoring category, he did not step up. And that is why I'm disappointed. So if this was a game where he had where other people were hitting on offense or we had Jimmy Butler and he was doing his thing, I would take this game on offense 10 out of 10 times from Kyle. But in the whole grand scheme of the game and what we needed, it was very disappointing. When no one else is making shots, we can't have Kyle Lowry only shoot three shots and score five points. We need him to at least minimum take 10 shots and have around 15 points. I mean, I would be okay with that, and I wouldn't have any problem with his game if he was at least taking the shots and being aggressive. We all know he can do it. He's been doing it for years. So in games where we need it, I wish he put on his scoring pants again and did what the Heat needed to make this game at least competitive. Another reason why I was somewhat disappointed in Kyle Lowry is one that is not normal for him, just like it's not normal for Bam, is I felt like he was lacking something on defense. And just like I was saying with Bam, I'm not going to put any blame on Kyle, act like it was all his fault. But I just feel like he left some to be desired, like I said, as did everyone that played. 
But I did just want to highlight that, and that is one of the reasons why he was put number two on my list, and that is another reason why he edged out my third player. Now, my third player, the most disappointing players that I think need to step up more in Jimmy Butler's absence is going to be Tyler Hero. Hero did put up 17 points, but it was the way in which he did it that I was rather disappointed in. He was 7 of 20 from the field. He was 2 of 9 from threes. If you're taking 9 threes, you better be making more than 2 of them in my book. And that is why I was disappointed in Tyler Hero. We needed a good scoring output from him. And 17 off the bench is not bad at all. And most games will take that. But in a game where, once again, no one was making anything on offense and we really, really needed a big hero night, he did not show up. 7 of 20 is 35% from the field. So everyone knows that that is not good. That is not efficient. And that's really what the Heat were looking for. They were looking for some efficient offense that they can go to time and time again to help settle them down and get them back into the game. And Hero's done that a lot this year in absences of other players. But today was not one of those games. And unfortunately, we really needed it, and it was evident in the outcome of the game. So that is why I put Tyler Hero number three even though he did score 17 points and honestly was not one of the worst spots on offense. Now we're going to jump into the Martin Minute, and unfortunately this is going to be a rather sad Martin Minute. We started this segment because I always wanted to talk about Caleb Martin and highlight what he did off the bench, being the spark plug on defense a lot of times and bringing up the energy. But unfortunately in Wednesday's game against the Suns, He did go down with a knee injury and did not return. The initial reports, though, were actually pretty good for the Heat and for Martin himself. And it was reported that they believe it is a hyperextension in his knee, which honestly could be best case scenario for them. A hyperextension takes around two to four weeks to heal um, for NBA players, so he could get back on the court in around a month. But... If this is something worse, and it actually is a serious injury, this could be a huge blow to the Miami Heat. And I hope for Caleb's sake that it is only a hyperextension. He was having a career year. He's about to get paid. So I really hope it was not a serious injury for him. That is enough about that game. We're going to throw it in the past, and we're going to focus on the future now. And next up, the Miami Heat will welcome in the Cleveland Cavaliers. And this is going to be an important game. It's going to be an important game because the Cavs have been one of the few teams to give the Miami Heat struggles this year. So the Heat are going to want to show that not only that they can handle the Cavs, but they're going to want to show that they are once again the class of the East because after getting dominated, everyone knows that narrative is going to start again. I'm talking about the Celtics, the Nets, the 76ers. So they want to take control of the narrative a little bit more and the best they can. Also, I do think Bam is going to have a big game. And I know that's uncommon to say against size, um, but I just have a feeling Bam's going to want to show out and show the world that he is a top five center and that he can handle it. Aiden had a good game against him, and so I think Bam's pissed off and he's going to 
try to make the most of his opportunity against maybe the biggest team in the NBA. Because of this, I do think the Heat will win by anywhere between 7 to 10 points. I think it'll be close, but I feel the Heat will pull away at the end. So I think we'll be all pretty happy on Friday night. Lastly, I just want to shout out 5 Reasons Sports Network, Miami Heat Beat, and then the pool party. All of y'all had to have an influence on things I talk about and my progression in this space. So I just wanted to officially thank y'all. And with that being said, thank you for listening. Find me on Twitter at Major underscore Passens or at The Heat Code. Drop me a follow. Let me know what you think. Just interact with me on there. I love it all. And I'll see you next time. Let's go Heat.